Welcome back to another episode of the Underrepresented Perspective. This is Eni, and I am joined by Jason, the TikTok Doc Campbell, and Coin6 yeah, yeah. Sports Analyst, the Marcus Greaves. How are you guys doing today? What up? We're great. JC of the DC. Marcus, JC of the DC, huh? I don't have a cool name like that, man. I'm great. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to get this episode in. We got, we got two up now. Not only are we killing the podcast game, but my man TikTok Doc over here got me on <laughs> on TikTok, and I never thought I would do it, man. I gotta throw Monday. that out there before. Hey, man, it's just it's just great. Our camaraderie, um, you know, two brothers from different coasts, different walks of life, coming together, joined by the wonderful any yeah. med student superstar. So let's get to it. So I have a quote to start you guys off with. Go ahead, Jason. Keep your head up, eyes open, and head full of dreams, but your feet on the ground. Head up, eyes open, head full of dreams, but your feet on the ground. One of my doctors at Emory, one of my mentors, he would always say that to me. He would say, you know, keep your 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 eyes open, dream big, and just but stay grounded. And I think that's so powerful and that stuck with me many, many years later. Marcus, what do you think about that? I just like the fact of you know what it is about you? As much as you guys give me a hard time about the uh, that another day, another opportunity, I have to throw this in here, is that quotes like that, man, they resonate with me a little bit. And I say that because, again, I'm a very motivational guy. I think most of us here are. Um, just the fact of when – read it one more time for everybody. Yeah. Just one more. In short, head up. Head up. Eyes open. Eyes open. Head full of dreams. Mm-hmm. But your feet on the ground. You know what that leads me back to? We talked about in episode two was a little bit of a grinder, huh? Got to be just be a grinder, man. If you have dreams, what do you have to do, right? The dream isn't going to work on its own. You have to be the one to do it, right? That's why head up, eyes open, right? You got to put your head down and just go, man. You just got to go and you got to grind. And um, I, I like that quote. I'm going to have to hit you guys with one next episode. But any, <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> you said, yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to what you're going to bring, but... I, I like that quote a lot, Jason. Thanks. I think, you know, head up, go confidently in what you do. Eyes open, look around you. How is it resonating with people? What what do people need? Head full of dreams? Is that the is that the line? Yeah, just dreams, goals, visions. Absolutely. You should always be moving in that direction. You should always have some kind of purpose behind what you're doing. And feet on the ground, arguably the most important line. Mm. Stay humble, stay grounded, mm-hmm. you know, understand that what you're doing is important but it doesn't necessarily make you more important Mm -hmm. than the people you're working with yeah and give back absolutely help pull others further than they could have ever dreamed or would have ever been possible without you that's uh sounds like rbg oh man so ruth bader ginsburg passed away this last week which is really i think tough for many of us uh and you know our just our thoughts are with her family and um, as we kind of think back to what she has stood for and her journey, and you know, and I'll tell you a lot. You know, when she, you know, 1993, she was appointed. You know, in 1993, I was four years old. So a lot of what I've seen from her, believe it, obviously is now being an older, uh, being older. But uh, her legacy is is absolutely incredible. Uh, I think Any has a, one of her quotes to share with us. I do, absolutely. Yeah, may her legacy live on and. May her memory be a blessing. She was quoted saying, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Marcus, I mean, this is 2020. 
you and I are preaching and living Black Lives Matter. Mm. How do you do this where others want to join you? Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing when you want others to join you is that you have to realize that just in general, if you have, say you have something like the human rights in general, we'll just say that. Man, like if you want people to understand that, right, you have to you have to broaden not just your own view of it, right? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't do is that when you try to explain somebody like, hey, Black Lives Matter or this and that, you have to help them understand why you're saying that. You have to help them understand and see it from your point of view. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you got to broaden your own view, right? So mm -hmm. if they're like, well, this is how I'm looking at it. If you sit there and tell them, nah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> If you, if same thing, good example is in sports, right? As a sports guy, if I'm sitting on the TV talking and, you know, I have a hot take, whatever it is, this is my hot take. I think, you know, Drew Brees is not a top five quarterback of all time. Say I say something like that. People are going to be like, huh? Obviously, people are going to question it, right? And just to, just to fill it, you in, you know, Drew Brees is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, just to fill you guys in. Mm -hmm. Record-breaking quarterback and everything like that. So if I go out there and say that, I'm going to have to back it up. And if you tell that to a Saints fans, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, this guy's crazy. They're right. going to stop li listening to me on the spot. Right. And so that's kind of like where you bring it back to, okay, well, if I'm going to say that, I need to give my reasoning. If I say that, I'm going to broaden why I think he might not be top five. Right. So to wrap it back all around is just you have to, you have to understand everybody. And, and that's a tough thing to do and that's a tough thing to say. But I think the more you broaden your own views and the more that you – just as a whole, understand that not everybody is like you, not everyone thinks like you, not everyone is going to react the same way to the things that you say. I think that's where you can kind of come together and be like, okay, we might, you know, agree to disagree, but do we have to, you know, disagree and dislike each other? No. Right, and I'm not saying that is right, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what we what we should have to do, but mm -hmm. that's the way that we can be the most effective. I yeah, think that there's, there's no question about it. When I was in Minnesota, people they'll they'll try to separate you as as a well-to-do, articulate brother. They'll try to separate you as a black man from from them. Yeah. Uh oh, you're you're different, mm -hmm. and we as those that have been blessed to be where we are, with the same skin color, we cannot afford to let those persons separate us, mm -hmm. and and stratify being black yeah you can't put people into subsections right in subgroups just because you know uh you're an athlete okay so the athletes are in with right. the air quotes here you know maybe the the more you know thug athletes or the thug black men or whatever people want to say right compared right. to someone um say like yourself you're a doctor man i mean right. people are going to look at you and be like obviously this guy's intelligent but right. you know he's different than these guys he's different it's than dangerous. you know jason you're different than marcus marcus used to be an athlete jason you're a doctor right so it's just you can't take these subgroups and try and separate everybody because then at the end of the day it's just you're creating more problems for everybody instead this is where obviously like we always preach and we've talked about so many times this unity it's the fact of showing love i mean man come on like, i love it any as an ally what are you what are your thoughts I mean, you're, you're speaking truth. There's nothing you said that I'm going to argue with. There is a tweet by one of the um, Portland Trailblazer basketball players, you know, a professional athlete, someone who's a public figure in his own neighborhood. And he was pulled over by a police officer. He had shared his experience on Twitter. He was pulled over by a police officer. And the officer was really short with him. He was like, you know, officer, why did you pull me over? Very politely. He wouldn't get a straight answer. He was very short. Um, and until the officer went back to his car with the player's ID and realized exactly who it was that he was talking to, he was a lot softer on the walk up. He was a lot softer yeah. on the conversation that ended that encounter. Yeah. And 
you know, it, there's no reason that someone should have to justify to you why they deserve your respect. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to be a certain status to be treated like a human being. Perfectly said. Shouldn't have to be a certain status to be treated by a human being. You know, when we go outside, I don't walk outside the sign that says Dr. Campbell. You don't walk outside with, you know, analyst coin six. Like, we don't have those taped to our back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just wish that for those that didn't have, that don't have those titles, that they still can feel like they'll be treated the same by anyone in society or in the community. So I mentioned this briefly before you you guys, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, exactly what RBG's legacy means to us and, and what really she did for women. And I'm not going to go into the specifics of what she did, but I will just say, you know, she fought for a lot of the things that I think some of us take for granted, um, you know, opening a banking account, signing a lease, getting a job, those kinds of things. Um, and it's incredible that, you know, we attribute all of those things to one person. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about powerful women in our lives and highlighting that there are so many of them that you don't have to be a Supreme Court justice to, you know, make a change or be meaningful to someone. And I think when I look at like, who is a role model to me? There's no one person that I can point at and be like, I want to embody everything that this person is. Because we're all human, we're all flawed, and we all make mistakes. No one is infallible. But there are a number of amazing individuals and a number of incredibly inspirational women in my lives, whether they've been physicians, instructors, friends, roommates, um, family members, shout out to my mom, people who I see on the everyday that just inspire me to be the best best version of myself. So my question to the two men that are co-hosting the show with, tell me about the inspirational women in your guys' lives. Well, it's kind of a, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's going to have to be my mom. I know we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but just what she experienced, what she went through, how she carried herself and how she continues to carry herself. And I mean, growing up, she's always taught me, you know, the whole, um, you know, not just respect everybody, but Growing up a sing- with a single mom, it's there was a heavy emphasis on respecting women. You know, being being a gentleman, holding the doors open, things like that. And those are things where you say them, and and a lot of people are like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Or some people are like, oh, is it really a big deal? This is in the 1950s, right? So, you know, what I'm saying, which is which is crazy because for me, that's just what I'm saying. That just kind of speaks to who she is and how she's influenced who I am because that's like second nature. Like I'll always hold hold the door open. I'll always try and be as polite as possible and everything like that because that's just how I was raised. So when you talk about, you know, influential people in my life and, and especially women, my mom is without question the most important one and she's uh, you know, even getting the to where I am now. Right? As a lot of people are going to say, you know, I'm not going to be here without this person or I wouldn't be here without this person, but Mm -hmm. it's going to sound cliche, but I mean, it's as, it's as honest as I get. I don't even get anywhere without my mom. So obviously got to give a shout out to mom uh, and everything she's done for me. Jason, what about you though, my man? Yeah, man. I'm glad you said, you know, of course my mom is a superstar, but you know, I let's talk, let's start at the top. So my grandma um, was a black woman to get a master's degree in 1963 the late president JFK spoke at her graduation. I mean, this is, I mean, I got chills just saying that or thinking about that. And if you look up his speech from 1963, you can see it. It's still online. It's still memorialized. And my parent, my mom was like 10 years old at that, 
at, at that graduation. And then my, my aunt, let's go to my aunt next. My aunt uh, is one of the vice presidents for the JFK Center for Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. I think the only black to hold that position. I'm pretty sure the only black woman who's one of the vice presidents and I mean, you know, was a dancer, was a dance major and then continued to follow her dreams. And so I don't think we give enough credit to the arts and what the arts means and how special it is. I mean, truly to, to just, to just work your way up and, and to believe that even if you don't see someone in that position that looks like you, then you can be that position. You can be that person for others. And then my mother, first black female uh, in the country to get a PhD in epidemiology uh, when she walked across the stage at the University of Pittsburgh, 1972, and um, director of Howard University Cancer Center when there were only, I think, two women cancer center directors in the country. And so um, all of them have been just, I mean, power forces, guiding lights, lanterns, true trailblazers for me. How ironic it is I'm now in Portland where that's our mascot, but I mean, for my family, I'm just very fortunate to have all these RBG-like figures that I think about and look up to every day. Thank you both for sharing that. Um, she really was an amazing woman and a trailblazer, and may her memory be a blessing. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Underrepresented Perspective podcast. We'll see you next week.